الجبير رضي الله عنه كتاب الترمذي الإسلام إلا كتاب والله ما أحسن هذه الآية نزلت إلا في ذلك. He said, I don't think that this verse was revealed except on this occasion, the dispute between me and the Ansari man in which that man was not pleased with the ruling of the judgment of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And when the Prophet said that after he said that, that I don't think that this verse was revealed except in this case, in my case, he said, and that was the verse from Surah Nisa, Salaya Rabbi, Laihmiyun al-Hakkali Hakki Mu'tafeen and Shabra Dhiyun, to the end of the house. That by your Lord, they will never have faith until they make you, when you come to Allah, and then as the judge of the seed that arise between them. We should be careful not to think that the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, has changed his rule because he is alienated by the words of the Ansari man. He has not changed his rule. But he has clarified the rule so that as the Lord should take his prayer right that he was entitled to even from the beginning. In actuality, he has really clarified what he meant to Al-Jubeya to irrigate his land first and to what extent he could irrigate it before he was required to allow it to go to his neighbor. For this reason, the words of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to Zubeya, Al-Tiyya Zubeya, irrigate your land, could have two possible meanings. It could mean either to let your land be where it is and then let it go to your neighbor, and let it be where it is still before allowing it to go to your neighbor. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has merely clarified what he was entitled to. The essence of what is understood from the actual words that are mentioned in this ayah, in this verse in the Philippine chapter 4, verse 65, it says, Nafsi al-Iman, the relation of faith. And what is meant by these words, La yu'minun, La yu'minun hatta yuhakkiniyaka, the what is meant by these words is that a person is remain in the beginning, his chosen. So anyone who does not, number one, take the Islamic law as the family authority in any dispute, that is between the people. Whoever doesn't take the Sharia as the final law, then they remain in the And likewise, whoever is not pleased with the ruling of the Sharia, whoever is not comfortable with the ruling of Allah and the Quran and the Sunnah, they remain in the beginning if they are not pleased with what Allah has ruled. And number three, whoever does not submit to its ruling with full submission, whoever does not submit to the ruling of the Sharia and the Quran and the Sunnah, all of them have accepted and fully comply with it when that person Imam comes. Such a person does not remain Muslim. He becomes a disbeliever simply due to his desire to seek application outside of the Islamic law. And due to being preference to any other law over the Islamic system. And this is clearly understood in the saying of Allah. In another verse, also in Surah Al-Mu'tah, chapter 4, verse 16. ألم ترى إلى الذين يزعمون أنهم آمنوا بما أنزل إليك وما أنزل من قبلك؟ الله سبحانه وتعالى يقول لكافر ألم ترى إلى الذين يزعمون أنهم آمنوا بما أنزل إليك وما أنزل من قبلك؟ لماذا ترى أن يكفرون يزعمون يكفرون that they believe and what has been revealed to you and what was revealed before you. Do you not consider those who claim that they believe? Here, here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in his words, makes it known and in harmony, makes it clear that they are not true believers. If they are willing to this act of seeking the judgment and the meaning of other than the Sharia of Allah. Do you not look at those who claim that they believe in what has been revealed to you and that which was revealed before you? They want to seek a ruling or a judgment from the Father where they have been killed and they have been commanded to disbelieve in the Father. And instead of seeking the ruling from the Sharia, from the Quran and the Sunnah, from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, actually it is their desire to seek their judgment when they have a dispute in the Father, in the first judges, from the Father according to the scholars Amin also. It is anything that is falsehood, that is outside of the bounds of what Allah has legislated. 
استبدل اللون والذات بعلم كمدير الشرك الا يقول المشركون يعني اذا كمدير الشرك انا عرفت بالنسبة لله لا بالنسبة لله بدي اقول انا بالشرك يعني اذا بالنسبة لله بدي اقول انا بالشرك يعني اذا بالنسبة لله بدي اقول انا بالشرك
and the one who controls the universe, who doesn't say Allah, and he told me later, God, the Creator, he doesn't say that, but at the same time he will do something with Allah. Uh, and he worships something along with Allah. Why do you think that Allah is the Lord and the Creator and the Provider? He also worshiping something of the God besides Allah. Such was the condition of the Persian community, whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about in his words. And likewise, many of the ignorant people from amongst the Muslims sacrifice all of them Allah and sacrifice all of them Allah, while at the same time they believe in Allah. And that which the Prophet has brought concerning the Tawheed, the Tawheed of the Nubiyah. And that which the Prophet also said in the Quran, in Surah Ali Imran, chapter 3, verse 19, Inna deen عند الله islam That indeed the religion or the way of life with Allah, it is Islam. And he said further on in the same chapter, chapter 3, verse 85, وَمَنْ يَبْتَغِي غَيْرَ الْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا فَلَا يُقْبَلَ مِنْهُ وَهُوَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ That whoever seeks other than Islam as a deen, whoever seeks other than that which has been brought by the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whoever seeks other than that, وَمَنْ يَبْتَغِي غَيْرَ الْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا As a way of life, فَلَا يُقْبَلَ مِنْهُ Then it will be never accepted. It will never be accepted from him and he will be in the hereafter. And in the Akhirah min al-Khasirin, he will be of those who are the losers. Therefore, whoever seeks a religion other than Islam, whoever seeks a way of life, the guidance other than that which has come through the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, indeed he is of those who are amongst the disbelievers. The second issue, it is the ruling. The ruling of other than the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, The ahkam, other than the ahkam of Islam. This is concerning anyone who holds the belief that the rulings or judgments of someone else are better than the rulings or the judgments of the Prophet Muhammad An example of this is the person who prefers the rulings or judgments of those leaders who rule by other than the law of Allah. Any who prefer the rulings and judgments of those who rule by other than the law of Allah over the rulings and judgments of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Such a person has fallen into kufr according to the agreement or the ijma of the Muslim scholars. In this category are those who prefer man-made laws of the unjust rulers over the rulings of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi They are considered to be disbelieving due to their giving preference to the laws of men like themselves or who might even be less than them over the rulings of the Messenger of the Lord of the worlds, the one whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent as a guide for all the worlds and for the purpose of removing the people from the darkness of kufr and shirk to the light of Islam and Iman and Tawheed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ibrahim chapter 14 verse 1, Alif Lam Ra Kitabun Anzalnahu Ilayka Litukhrija Nasa مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ إِلَى صِرَاتِ الْعَزِيزِ الْحَمِيدِ That this is a book which we have revealed to you in order to uh, lead the people out of darkness. لِتُخْرِجَ النَّاسَ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ To take the people out of kufr and shirk and misguidance. إِلَى النُّورِ To the light of Islam and Tawheed بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ By the permission of the Lord إِلَى صِرَاتِ الْعَزِيزِ الْحَمِيدِ To the way of the one who is mighty and the one who deserves all praise. It is necessary that every Muslim, man and woman know that the judgment of Allah and His Messenger has precedence and preference over every other judgment. There is no issue which might appear amongst the people except that it must be referred back to the judgments and the rulings of Allah and His Messenger. Therefore anyone who seeks the judgment of anyone other than Allah and His Messenger as indeed falling into disbelief, just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the ayah which we mentioned earlier, Surah Al-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 60, أَلَمْ تَرَى إِلَّا الَّذِينَ يَزْعُمُونَ أَنَّهُمْ آمَنُوا بِمَا أُنْزِلَ إِلَيْكَ وَمَا أُنْزِلَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ That do you not look at those who claim that they believe in that which has been sent down to you and that which has been sent down to those before you. Those who claim to believe. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is negating, uh, He is refuting their claim 
of Iman, that indeed they do not have Iman. And why? It is because they want to seek a ruling or judgment from the Tawut, from the false judges, from falsehood, instead of seeking the judgment from the law of Allah, while they have been ordered to disbelieve in the Tawut. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the same section of Surah Al-Nisa, the other ayat which we have mentioned, that Imam Muhammad al-Nabdu Wahab has mentioned in the beginning of this chapter, فَلَا وَرَبِّكْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِيمَا شَجْرَ بَيْنَهُمْ That I swear by your Lord that they will not believe and they will not have faith and iman until they make you as the judge in all disputes between them and find in themselves no difficulty or resistance from your decisions or that which you have ruled and they accept them with full submission and in obedience and compliance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears by himself that they can have no faith until they fulfill three things or three conditions that they make the Prophet the judge in all affairs and they will not have iman until first they make the Prophet the judge in all their disputes and the second that they find in themselves no resistance or difficulty with what the Prophet has decided. Whatever you have decided, they accept it and they don't find any, any difficulty with it and they don't seek to resist it. And that they accept his rulings and judgments with full submission, obedience and compliance. And they must accept the Prophet as the judge in all affairs and accept his ruling when he rules without any resistance and submit to it with full submission. How could any intelligent person be pleased with being subjected to the judgments of men? Rulings which are derived from the rubbish of their intellect, from the ideas of human beings, instead of the judgments or rulings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which he has revealed to his messenger وسلم, in order to remove the people from darkness to light. Not only that, but additionally the rulings of men are based upon injustice and tyranny and taking the wealth of others wrongfully through bribery or injustice or oppression. If we look at what has befallen the nations of the world today that have gone outside of the laws of Allah and the Sharia of the Prophet and have been pleased with the man-made laws instead, we will see that oppression has become common, the common way amongst them, falsehood and corruption has spread amongst them without any criticism, rejection or disapproval. The young people are raised upon this way and the old people and they become old and senile upon this way until their very nature and instinct is changed, until the people begin to accept this way as though it is okay, as though there is no problem with it and nobody says a word about it. They live the lives of animals and this is the way of life of anyone who goes outside of the rulings and judgments of Allah and His Messenger. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ma'idah chapter 5 verse 44 وَمَنْ لَمْ يَحْكُمْ بِمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهِ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْكَافِرُونَ That whoever does not judge by what Allah has revealed, such are the disbelievers. And here according to the explanation of many of the scholars, including that which has been authentically reported from Abdullah ibn Abbas, and it has been mentioned, رضي الله عنهما, it has been mentioned in the tafsir, of Imam al-Tabari and al-Hafiz ibn Kathir and al-Baghawi, uh, Imam al-Shawkani and so many of the books of tafsir and the scholars of the people of Sunnah have confirmed the authenticity of his interpretation of this ayat that whoever does not judge by what Allah has revealed then they are kafirun it means kufr dun kufr it means a kufr that is less than the major kufr it is not the kufr disbelief that takes the person out of Islam but it is the kufr that is from one's actions, sinful actions. And some of the scholars have explained in the books of Tafsir and the scholars of Sunnah that this verse and the following verses which are similar to it, whoever doesn't rule by what Allah has revealed, فَأُولَيْكَ هُمُ الْكَافِرُونَ فَأُولَيْكَ هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ and أُولَيْكَ هُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ that these verses should be joined together and it should be understood that the one who doesn't rule by what Allah has revealed is either a kafir 
or either a zalim, an oppressor, wrongdoer, tyrant, or either a fasid, a sinful, disobedient person. Depending on their condition and the way they view and the belief that they have in their heart concerning the law of Allah. The ruling by what Allah has revealed and the belief that the rulings and judgments of the Prophet ﷺ are better than the rulings of anyone else is one of the requirements of the shahada of La ilaha illallah that nothing deserves to be worshipped except Allah. Indeed, the conditions of shahada as Imam Muhammad ibn al has mentioned in a small essay that he has mentioned seven Al-Ilm, Al-Yaqeen, Al-Ikhlas, Al-Sidq, Al-Qubul, Al-Qiyad, Al-Muhabba, Al-Muhabba from amongst these conditions that a person who says La ilaha illallah should say it having knowledge, knowing what they are saying and having Yaqeen, certainty, believing in it without doubt and Ikhlas and Sidq that they are saying it sincerely for the sake of Allah and truthfully and they should also say it with Qubul, accepting whatever comes with it and Muhabba Loving that word and what it means in imqiyad means that the person surrenders themselves to whatever is required after saying La ilaha illallah, yani obedient to Allah's law and whatever He has revealed. Therefore, whoever claims that the rulings or judgments of anyone other than the Messenger of Allah وسلم, is better than His rulings or judgments, then that one has not understood the meaning of La ilaha illallah. Rather, He has come with that which contradicts its meaning. Since Al imqiyad full compliance and willing submission, it is one of the conditions for the acceptability and the correctness of the statement of La ilaha illallah. Indeed, the heavens and the earth were founded upon this great principle of La ilaha illallah. And it is because, for, for the sake of this word of La ilaha illallah, that messengers were missioned and that the scriptures were revealed and jihad was legislated for the purpose of preserving this word of La ilaha illallah, the statement of a tawheed that Allah alone deserves to be worshipped. It is due to this statement and this principle being recognized or denied that people are divided into shaqi, the one who is unfortunate or unhappy, headed for the hellfire, and Saeed, the one who is fortunate, who is headed for paradise, based on who recognized and accepted or rejected this word. Therefore, whoever knows this great principle, and lives according to it, fulfilling all of its conditions and pillars, then such a one declares himself free from the judgment of other than Allah and His Messenger. Indeed, we're living in a different time, and this time is a time of slackness and weakness and indifference, where the people are not concerned about such important matters as what we are discussing this evening, the condition of the one who rules, or who accepts the ruling, or seeks the ruling of other than Allah and His Messenger Today the people have substituted in the place of the speech of Allah and His Messenger and the rulings and judgments of Allah and His Messenger they have taken in its place the opinions of the Jews and the Christians who respect not the ties, either of kinship or of covenant or agreement with regard to a believer and they have become displeased with arbitration according to, or they have become pleased with the arbitration that is according to the opinions of men instead of the arbitration that is according to the law of Allah and His Messenger. In closing, some of the scholars have mentioned various points that also come, come under the category of ruling by other than the law of Allah and that these are also kufr. From amongst those things, it is someone saying the implementation of the law of Allah regarding stoning the married adulterer or cutting the hand of a thief is not appropriate for the present age because our age is different from the era of the Messenger of Allah wasallam. Whoever claims that the law of Allah is not appropriate for this age is claiming that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is all-knowing didn't know that people would be living in a different time and therefore his law wasn't suitable for the future and this is kufr. Such a person claims that the rulings and judgments of the people of this day and age are more appropriate for our times than the rulings and judgments of the Prophet ﷺ and that the implementation of the Islamic system is not practical or fitting for the 20th century, this is indeed kufr. Also included in the above category is someone saying, ruling by other than what Allah has revealed is permissible in this day and time in such matters as legal transactions, punishments, etc. Yani whoever claims that the law of Allah is better 
or more perfect. But it's also permissible to rule or judge by other laws. Whoever claims that it is permissible to rule or judge by other laws, this is also kufr. And this is something which is agreed upon by consensus of the scholars, that it is haram to rule by any law other than Allah. And particularly in those things which are well known to all the Muslims, such as fornication and adultery and alcohol and interest, and ruling by other than the law of Allah, such a person who claims such the permissibility of ruling or accepting the judgments of other than the Sharia, that person is a disbeliever, even if he admits that the laws of Allah are better and Allah knows best. Also included in the above category is the idea that Islam is the cause of the backwardness of the Muslim people today. And in those who claim that the reason why the Muslim lands are backward and why they are not advanced and modern, like the so-called civilized nations of the earth, of the west, of America and Europe, whoever claims that Islam is the cause of the backwardness of the Muslim people, this idea suggests that if the Muslims would adopt the ways and system of the disbelieving nations like America and Europe, then and only then will the Muslim nations make progress. And this is indeed kufr, because it is only through following the guidance of the Prophet ﷺ and ruling by the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the people will advance and make progress uh, in this world. And finally, also included with the above is the claim that Islam is confined to matters relating to the relationship between a person and his Lord and a religious matter and does not encompass other matters of one's life such as business, government, etc. One point that needs to be mentioned here, uh, before looking at the questions or taking the questions from the brothers, uh, and that is any, what has been mentioned by a number of scholars, including Sheikh Muhammad Nasruddin Al Albani, in an answer that he has given concerning the ruling of those who rule by other than the law of Allah. He has given an answer in detail, and it is published uh, in a book entitled The Fitna of the Takfir. Uh, and Sheikh Muhammad ibn Sali al-Uthaymeen has also commented on that answer of Sheikh Nasruddin al-Albani and Sheikh Abdullah Aziz ibn Baz rahimahullah has also commented on the answer of Sheikh al-Albani and the three of them have agreed on the point that I want to close with and that is that the one who rules by other than the law of Allah and is a summary of it and perhaps on another occasion we can sit to read in detail what each of them have said concerning this issue, especially the detailed answer of Shaykh al-Bani, Allah. But they have said that whoever, and this is the summary of Shaykh al-Uthaymeen after he has uh, read what Shaykh al-Bani has said and what Shaykh bin Baz has said, Shaykh al-Uthaymeen has commented on what they have said, and he said that which I have understood from the two Shaykhs, meaning Shaykh bin Baz and Shaykh al-Bani, Allah. He said, what I have understood from that is that it is kufr 
Yani to rule by other than what Allah has revealed If the person believes in his heart that it is lawful If he believes that ruling by other than the law of Allah is lawful That is kufr As for the one who rules by other than what Allah has revealed Knowing that it is sinful And that it is contradictory to the law of Allah And knowing that he is sinful in doing so He said this is not kufr Because that person has not considered it to be lawful to do so But he has done so out of fear or his inability to implement the law of Allah or for some other reason. Therefore, these verses, the three verses in Surah Al-Ma'idah, that whoever rules by other than the law of Allah is either a kafir or a zalim or a fasir. He said, then these th- they should be understood that they are referring to three conditions. The first of those conditions is the ruling by other than what Allah has revealed, replacing the deen of Allah, replacing the law of Allah. Outright, rejecting the law of Allah and, re- and replacing it with the law of man. He said, this is kufr akbar, major kufr which takes a person out of Islam. Because that person has made itself as a legislator in place of Allah. The second condition is the one who makes a ruling based on his desires. And for some personal reason, or out of fear, or whatever reason, he makes a ruling. While believing that doing so is wrong, and that it is haram, and that it is sinful, he said, this is not kufr. But this, in this case, that person is a fasid and a sinful, disobedient person. And the third condition, he said, is the one who rules with a ruling that is outside the law of Allah due to uh, his and the intention to oppress or to do wrong or take the rights or to transgress upon the rights of others because he has authority or because he has power. And he said that this one also, this is not kufr, but this person is a balim an oppressor or an unjust person. So he said that uh, this is the meaning of these ayats that it refers to three different conditions. The one who uses the law and who rules by other than the law of Allah, who makes a ruling that is contrary to the Sharia because he has authority and power to do it, then he is unjust. He is a volume. And the one who does so uh, because he uh, wants to achieve something, personally, to get some benefit or for a bribe or whatever, then that person is a fasid, a sinful, disobedient person, and the one who does so believing that it is lawful to rule by other than the law of Allah, and that it is preferable, and that the law of other than Allah is better and more perfect, and he replaces the law of Allah with the law of man, and that person is a kafir who has gone out of Islam. Uh, I don't know if we should take the questions from the brothers first or the questions from the handout. Perhaps if we just quickly look at the questions from the handout and then take your questions, some of them might be answered. Briefly discuss the third naqid or nullifier of Islam. Yani in brief, this naqid it is that someone believes that the guidance or the rulings or judgments of other than Allah and His Messenger are better or more perfect. The second question, what ayah of the Qur'an has the author given as the delil for this nullifier? Naam? Surah Al-Nisa chapter 4 verse 65 that where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears by himself that they will not believe until they make the Prophet sallallahu as the final authority in judgments or rulings or disputes between them. Mention the circumstances under which this ayah was revealed. It was the dispute between uh, Zubair radiallahu anhu and the Ansari man concerning the irrigation of their lands. It was in that dispute in which the Ansari man was not pleased with the ruling of the Prophet وسلم, that this ayah was revealed. Mention the circumstances of, or discuss the two statements of the Prophet وسلم, his ruling for Zubair. Very embrace the two statements of the Prophet ﷺ, the first of them was general and the second of them was specific. In the first statement he said, Asqi ya Zubair, Ardat, yani, uh, irrigate your land. In the second statement, the Prophet ﷺ clarified what he, the general statement that he made, specifying that he should irrigate his land, yani Asqi, then hold the water until the water reaches its full and then allow it to flow to your neighbor. So, so the two statements of the Prophet ﷺ here are not contradictory. One of them was general and the other one was a clarification specifying yani, the initial ruling. What are the three factors necessary for complete faith? Mentioned in the ayah in chapter 4 verse 65. Yani, the first of them is that no one will believe until they make the Prophet ﷺ as the final judge in disputes between them. 
The second of them is that they should not have any difficulty or resistance to what the Prophet ﷺ have ruled once he has made a judgment. And the third of them is that they should submit to it with full compliance. Mention a proof from the guidance of a proof that the hadith or the guidance of the Prophet ﷺ is the best of guidance. And the proofs that we have mentioned are many. The first of them, it is the statement of the Prophet ﷺ that the best of speech is the Book of Allah and the best of guidance is the guidance of the Prophet ﷺ. Finally, what is the ruling concerning the one who does not judge or rule by what Allah has revealed in these three conditions? The first of them, the one who does not rule by what Allah has revealed, preferring the rulings or judgments outside of the Sharia as being better. What is the ruling of such a person? He is a kafir. That it is kufr that takes a person out of Islam. They are not a Muslim. In the second condition, the one who does so, who does not rule by the law of Allah, considering the Sharia as better, but considering it lawful or permissible to use another law. Hmm? Zalim? The one, the one who rules by others in the law of Allah, believing that it is lawful to rule by others in the law of Allah, even though the law of Allah is better, that is kufr. It is kufr. Even if they said the law of Allah is better, but it's permissible to rule by another law, that is kufr. Because Allah has not made it permissible to rule by any other law. It's kufr. Akbar. Naam. To believe in the permissibility of ruling by others in the law of Allah is kufr as it takes a person out of Islam. Considering it unlawful or sinful to judge by others in what Allah has revealed, but doing so for some other reason. Then that person is a fasik or a dhalim. And if they are dhalim if they have taken the rights of others by making a false ruling, and they are fasik if they have done so for some personal benefit, and in disobedience to Allah, while acknowledging that the law of Allah it is the correct and the right and the perfect law. Are there any questions from the brothers or any comments or corrections? Perhaps we can take five minutes before we go to the masjid now. No. So, according to the the but the explanation of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, it is about the ayats in general. That these ayats which says whoever does not rule by, or whoever rules by other than what Allah has revealed, then that person is from the kafirun or the zalimun or fasiqun. He has said radiallahu anhuma that this is the meaning of it, it is not as you Imagine or as you believe that the person goes out of Islam, meaning not in every case, meaning not in every case, but in fact it is kufr dona kufr, meaning that it is kufr in action, that a person rules by other than the law of Allah. Even if they acknowledge the details of it is understood from examining those ayats in detail and the statements of Sahaba and Tabi'een and the Sharia in general, it is understood from this. Some of the scholars said that all of these are the same. That it is that in this in these ayats, the kafir and the zalim and the and the fasid, that they are all the same. All of it is kufr. And some of the scholars, if we have a chance on another occasion to discuss it in detail, have said that kufr and zulm and fisk, all of them are of two types, major and minor. So that the explanation of Ibn Abbas, it is applicable to each of those ayats. That depending on the condition of the individual, it may be major kufr or minor kufr. Or it may be major zulm or minor zulm. Or it may be major fisk or minor fisk. Major fisk and zulm and kufr is the same. Takes a person out of Islam. And minor kufr and minor zulm and minor fisk, it doesn't take a person out of Islam. And the difference between them, it is based on what the person believes when they rule by other than the law of Allah. If they believe that the law of Allah is preferable and it is better and more perfect, but they rule by others in the law of Allah due to some selfish reason or some personal benefit or fear of those who might pressure them or who might do some harm to them. Then this person believes that the Sharia is better. And they believe that what they are doing is sinful and that it is haram. That person is not a kafir, yani major kufr. But it is minor kufr because the action itself is an action of kufr. But it doesn't take the person out of Islam. If the person believes that the law that they are ruling by other than the law of Allah, that it is better than the law of Allah, or more perfect than the law of Allah, 
then that is the kufr that takes the person out of Islam or if the person believes that the law of Allah is better and it is more complete and more perfect however people have a free choice to rule by the law of Allah or by any other law this is also kufr that takes the person out of Islam and the full explanation of it inshallah we can discuss at another time we can read through it in detail now Mujrimun Mujrimun it means criminal Mujrimun or Mushrikun Hold in the telephone Naam? Mujrimun It's another Mujrimun Oh okay Yeah Mujrimun it means a criminal but it might depending on the context of the ayat it might have different meanings it means a person who is disobedient to Allah who is acting outside of the law of Allah yeah, it is normally used in a worse sense. But in any case, as we said, many of the scholars have explained that this fifth facet, as well as the volume, as well as the kafir, it can be major or minor. So it depends. If we are talking about minor, major fifth, it is also kufr. If we are talking about major zulm, then it is also kufr. It depends on the person, what they have uh, in their heart when they are doing this thing. If they believe that what they are doing is lawful, then it is kufr. Otherwise, if they don't believe it's lawful, then it's not for Now, now. Now. Inshallah, inshallah. One of the sisters has asked, how can we respond to those people from the non-Muslims who say that Muslims are butchers because they, uh, because they implement the legal rulings in Islam, such as cutting the hand of the thief or killing the adulterer and so on. How do we respond to them? We respond to them by clarifying. I mean, not responding to them, but responding to people who might be deceived by them who might be sincerely believing what they say. As for those people, they know that what they are saying is a lie. They are saying it to confuse people and mislead people. We have no time to argue and debate with them. But as for the masses of people who are ignorant, then we respond to them by making them to know, first and foremost, that the law of Islam, the, the legal rulings and the punishments in Islam for various crimes, those crimes have been, or those punishments have been prescribed by Allah the Lord of the Worlds. Yani the Quran is revelation. It is from Allah the Lord of the Worlds. And He knows best what is good for the humanity. So our first response is that Allah has revealed it and we accept it. And we are not ashamed of what Allah has revealed. And second response is that if we look at the Muslim societies where the Sharia is implemented, we will find that it is effective. And that crime and adultery and stealing and other corruption is almost non-existent in the Muslim society where these laws are implemented as opposed to their society where they have man-made laws and it is totally ineffective it is totally ineffective the law that they have made by their own mind it doesn't have any benefit whatsoever while the law of Allah has been proven to clean the society and to rectify and restore the society and to improve the life of the human beings in this world if it is implemented and also we can respond to them by saying that the Islamic system is a complete way of life. It's not a religion like, the West, like what is in the Western society where religion to the people is only praying, going to church on Sunday or something like this. But Islam is a total way of life. And included in that way of life is a system of punishment for those who violate the law and who go outside of the norms of the society. Part of the Islamic way of life is that those who are needy are given help so that they don't have to steal. Therefore, if a person steals in that situation where they are in need, where they have a legitimate need and they are entitled to help, and they are given help, and then they still steal, they should be punished in order to protect the rest of the society. The Islamic laws are based upon the protection of the society. If there are individuals who violate those laws and cause harm to the society, then those people should be punished, even if it looks as though they are severely punished for the benefit of the whole. And the answers to such are many, and these are I mean, what we can say for now. So then, then it's true that if under certain circumstances, you could be given for stealing and you need for stealing? No. I mean, not only, as the brother has said, that a person might be forgiven 
for some crime that they have committed if the circumstances justify it. In fact, in the Islamic law there are provisions in the situation where food is not available, where people are really in need and the government is not able to take care of their needs, then the Sharia or the punishments of the Sharia will not be implemented in that situation. That is uh, included in the Sharia. That, it should, that the law, the punishment should be implemented in the situation where people have no reason to commit those crimes. Where people are taken care of, where the hungry are fed and the poor are taken care of, then if they commit the crime they should be punished. Otherwise, if the people are poor and needy and they don't have food to eat and the state doesn't provide for them as they should, then the, then the punishment cannot be implemented. And that is also part of the Sharia. Inshallah, after the Salat, uh, the sisters have requested that I should return to uh, present uh, the beginning of the lecture that they have missed. So, inshallah, those sisters who are remaining after the salat will return and uh, and discuss the, the initial evidences that we have mentioned. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubilik.